Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin, and we are inching closer, ever closer, to that 400 mark. Can I'm going to come. Oh, I thought this was going to be a cum joke. No. <laughs> We're inching uh, well, closer and closer. <laughs> look, it's both. Can you smell it? And then... <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm going to come. There it is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're one episode away from 400, one which episode, is... Oh, baby. Woo! We got a special one designed for that just so you know so um and heads up there won't be a stream for that one because there's some logistical magic that has to take place for it we've got some special guests some i know about some i don't and vice versa for justin uh so probably give them a full rundown of what what to expect when the episode does finally drop yeah justin give them a rundown so we had this idea we thought it would be kind of fun to do a this is your life type thing uh so we are going to have five guests next week, and two of them I have booked, and two of them Doug has booked, and then we will have a fifth guest that will be a surprise to all of you. So Doug does not know who I've booked, and I do not know who he's booked. So it's at 7.10, our first, my first guest will, will log on, and Doug will be surprised, and we'll spend 10 minutes with them. And then we'll have a few minutes of banter uh, after we let them go, and then Doug's first guest will log in and I'll be surprised. And then that will happen two more times. And then our fifth guest will join us for a special, a special segment at the end. Um, but yeah, that, that'll be our 400th episode. And and we thought, what do we, we knew we wanted to do something fun, but we didn't know quite what to do. And this felt, this felt like revisiting some of our favorite people felt like a real uh, mind gappy thing to do. So really, it's about us and our accomplishments. So yes. we're just going to do what we want to do. So we're going to ask them nothing about themselves. They're supposed to their their instructions are you heap praise on us for 10 full minutes and then we say goodbye to you. And before you get a chance to say goodbye to us, we just cut you off because yeah. we get the last word. We're like, get out of here. Make yep. room for the other person who's going to basically blow us. You know, I'm going to come. <laughs> I'm going to come. Um, uh, yeah. yeah but like Doug said, we won't be streaming it. So don't look for the stream on Tuesday, yes. but it will be recorded so you can see it on Friday. Yes. And Justin and I are going to dress up. We're going to look real yep. nice. We're going to look presentable for this because this is a big deal. 400 mm-hmm. episodes, I think, is a pretty big milestone. And so. uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty pumped about it, you know? It's going to be a good... I'm uh, Legitimately, I think it's going to be a fun... Yeah. And here's the thing. We've never, we've never switched to surprise guests live in the middle of a show before, so... It's even. It's going to be entertaining in one of two ways or both. Yes. Yeah. It'll be. It's either it'll, a train wreck or amazing. We're gonna we're gonna have fun with it though. I'm looking forward to it. It's exciting to think we're gonna hit, man, 400 times we've done this. You yeah. Know? It's pretty in, wild. In doing this, I went back and I listened to uh, episode one uh, again, and yikes! It was. I gotta say, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, full of vim, vigor, and we're just. Ready to take on the world with our podcast, Doug. All 36 minutes of it. I tell you, you know, I don't even remember. I don't even remember what we talked about. And um, it, was, it was lovely. 
there's definitely um, don't think you know I know a lot of comedians are like yeah hey I'm not going to go back and listen to my old material because it's cringeworthy I imagine it's probably pretty similar where I'm like I don't know some of it could be interesting just to be like what was Doug thinking of eight years ago <laughs> on something you know it'd be kind of fun to go back yeah. and listen to that and again this will be a nice library of Natalie to go through and be like how dumb was my dad you know Absolutely, in his yeah. uh <laughs> In his 30s. The thing is, I don't think it's not. It's not great, but it's not nearly as bad as you think. It is. It's like film for sports. It's never as good right. or as bad as as you think it's going to be. That's exactly it. That is exactly it. You're like, oh, OK, we were podcasting. We yeah. did it. Yeah, I stand by that episode with James Conklin. That's still one. Of, it was one. It was an early one. It's one of my favorites where we brought him in. We're like, hey, we're going to talk about prequels. He goes, I don't know anything about prequels. And he's just <laughs> like riffed with us and it was so much fun like i think there was a few that we that we did that were like that and then we realized we need to prep like it's you could if you go back and listen to the full library you can see us learning in real time and you can you can see us going like okay cool so we brought a guest on who had no idea what the topic was that we were talking about we should probably do like a mini pre-interview with the guest and just see what they're into and then we can tailor it around what they're into and then yeah I remember we started to format that. That reminds me like Rance Rizzuto, one of uh, my improv instructors. And we're like, yeah. hey, do you want to be the podcast? He's like, yeah. And we showed up. We're like, cool. Let's talk about toxic masculinity. He's like, I thought we were going to talk about improv. <laughs> Which would be, you know, <laughs> the, 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 the simplest thing. A guy who teaches improv for a living. We're like, yeah, that's cool and all. Yeah. What about toxic masculinity, though? I just watched this documentary about toxic masculinity. <laughs> which you, what you watched, Which you didn't watch, but what yeah, do you think rinse. about it? It's like, yeah. He's like, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I guess. Like, it was so Doug's fucking- like, I'm going to take the next 30 minutes and I'm going to describe this documentary to you. And then you're going to tell me what you think of the documentary based on my description. Oh, so good. Dumb. Yeah. So dumb. So we did dumb. that at, at IO too. That we was sure fun. did in the back yeah. room of some place of one of the yeah. behind the one of the theaters. You know, it was just like, God damn. It's not hey, as CD makes it sound. Listen, they can't all be gems, gang. All right. They can't all be great. And, yeah. you know, we learned as we went and we're still learning now. You know, I think the, the fun, one of my favorite things prior to having to go, uh, well, we, you know what? Let's save all this. For yeah. the 400. What are we doing? Why are yeah. we even doing this? It's yeah. just, gonna, this is a little you taste what? of what you're going to get next week. We're cutting 399 off. That's, That's it. Right. Thank you for listening. We're done now. Yeah. 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 I, I would lick, lick the, the pole. pole. You heard it here. So I stand by that. <laughs> I stand by it. Hard I stand by that. Yeah. Uh, well, let's, 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 let's just go ahead and, you know, real quick, I'll just say this, you know, right at the top. Hey, check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash podcast. Uh, we live stream there on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central, except for f- episode 400. We're not doing that. Um, you know, we have all our library of all of our episodes, our shorts, and all of our other segments there. Uh, please do us a solid. Hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. It means the world to us. It helps us out a lot on our quest to monetization on YouTube. Uh, so it's also free. So that'd be great. You can check out the link in the description for access to our Discord, which would be great. You could join the other MindGap fans and uh, join us for video game nights, uh, memes, uh, general discussion about stuff. It's a real good time. And if you'd like to contribute to our cause, uh, we've got our merch at redbubble.com, and we've also got our Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. And I also say follow us on all social media at podcast, which is technically true, but, I mean, while we still have our Twitter account, I don't fucking use it. 
because yeah. fuck Elon Musk and everything he's doing over there, that giant cock, big old sensitive cock. He's a big old I mean, floppy cock. That guy is just the fucking worst, and yeah. uh, I'd rather not participate in that shitstorm over there. And then, I mean, I guess, oddly enough, the most quote-unquote active we are is on Instagram, but even then, it's more or less like, hey, we're going live tonight. <laughs> the more or less reminders. <laughs> Yeah, they're reminders, but we also post, you post some post amazing shorts and reels. Yeah. 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 It's part of the the reels train, you know, reels yeah. and TikTok and You can YouTube find the shorts. same reels over on TikTok. Yep. Yeah, yep. you can find us over there. And all that sort of stuff. Yeah. You can check out the new short with Justin talking about bed bugs, you know, from the last episode. Yeah, right. Got a lot of people chatting on TikTok. A lot of people had things oh, really? to say about it. Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't have uh, access to TikTok, Good. nor do I want it. Yeah. When Doug created TikTok, or he was like, "Hey, I created us a TikTok account." I was like, "Great, don't ever give me the login because I don't want to do. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole." Yeah, he's like, "I don't want it." And I was like, no. "It's it's good." Good. You don't you don't need that. But, but oddly enough, this made me very happy. Uh, yeah. The one about me telling the story about the horrible employee bathroom at the hotel. Yep. A former hotel employee found that and commented on it. And I was like, from your hotel? Yes. Shut up. He goes, he goes, I didn't take any pictures. Almost as if to say, like, I don't want to remember. And I was like, never forget. Never Never forget. Yeah. Hashtag never forget. (laughs) That made me very happy. I'm like, holy shit. This guy found it and was like, I know this place. It's like, yeah, yeah, you do. And it's haunts us all equally. That's the magic of the internet. Yep. It's the the magic that keeps on bringing humanity together, I guess, in some way, shape or form. So, dear God, the the booger still the painted booger stalactites of the hotel. Dear God, such a gross. If you haven't seen it, go check out our TikTok or Instagram reels because it's on there. And Doug did include pictures. I sure did. I just talked about it on the podcast, but on the, the shorts and the TikToks and on the reels, I added actual pictures. The scenes yeah. of the crime of the boogers on the walls. So, and let me tell you, they are as gross as advertised. Yeah, man. Just take a moment and think about. You have to go and take a shit, and whenever you do, you look on either side of the wall, and there's boogers just plastered to to the right. wall. I'm like, just calcified boogers. Uh, it just made me so goddamn sad, you know. Because yep. again, not to rehash this, but. You're in the one place that's the easiest way to dispose of boogers. You could, you got toilet paper right there. You can wash your hands when you're done. But people were like, nope, I'm going to pick my nose. I'm going to wipe it on the wall. I'm like. And that's where this goes. Why? That was a sad time in my life. A very sad time. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh at the sad times. No, it's, you yeah. have to now. That's the only thing you can do. But I just, I've never felt, this is such a white privilege thing to say, but I've never felt more powerless than when I was in that job because I was overqualified for it and there's absolutely nothing I could do to make my life better. And it didn't matter how well I performed. It just, it was just like, there's there's, nothing for you there. There's a giant force field around me. It's like, yeah, you can't go anywhere and you can't do anything. We're not going to support you. We're not going to do anything. You just have to survive. And it was, it was a brutal experience. And no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't get out. I absolutely yeah. could not get out, and it fucking broke my heart until, God bless his heart, Drew Dole, pulled me out of there. The one which reminds all. me, I had the strangest dream last night, Justin. Tell me, Doug. I had a dream. I had a boy. Did I have a dream? It was a. I was at a workplace that was a combination of the hotel, a assignment desk, and SMS assist. 
All right. Well, that's interesting. Okay. It was like kind of the the office of assignment desk, but obviously different because it's a dream. So it yeah. was like a small place. It was being managed by the weirdo from the front desk manager at, at the hotel. But then it was also being like integrated with like a section of SMS assist. And I was... That's a was, nightmare. It was an absolute nightmare of like all facets of my life where I was like, what the fuck is happening here? For some reason, there was a section of the business where like it was dude models who were like walking around shirtless, <laughs> which was really strange. And I remember like being there and I was remember talking to Drew and I'm like, dude, isn't this weird? He goes, yeah. I go, have you gotten any calls for assignment desk? Because I feel like it's all SMS assist, but like we're all technically assignment desk, but no one's calling for assignment desk stuff. It was just fucking bonkers, man. It was That's absolutely cute. insane. I woke up so confused where I'm like, why did I combine all of these work experiences into one thing? Yeah. So did something, did something come up the night before from like reading old emails or looking through pictures, anything that would have like, Spark that? No, I have no idea. That's no weird. No idea, man. It's so bizarre. So bizarre. The inner workings of our mind are a strange, strange. And place. the worst thing is when you try to describe a dream. I just keep it pretty general because I'm like, yeah. I if I go into detail, it's not. It doesn't make any sense anyway. So yeah. why try to go into those details? Because <clears throat> it's not going to matter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, goddamn, that was weird. Because like Drew was there and you were oh, there yeah. too. And it was almost like we were walking in to do assignment desk stuff and this other stuff just came busting through the walls. Like, also, it's this now. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, this seems weird. It's like I know we've, we've touched on this subject before. I think we actually might have dedicated the majority of an episode to it. But if you had the ability to record your dreams, let's revisit that question. Would oh, you I do absolutely, it? Absolutely, I would. You would? Okay. Oh, man, how, oh yeah. You know me. Yeah. I, I like to go to the tape. I like to see what's going on. Sure. Um, I would love to because, the, you know, there's dreams that's because there's like some dreams stick there forever. Like I yeah. still remember like a handful of dreams that I had growing up that are just like still as visceral as anything. And those okay. other ones where you wake up, you're like, that was crazy. And as you try to remember it, it just sort of drifts away. Yep. It's like it's like trying to grab sand. It's just yes. coming right through your hands. Yeah. The harder you try to remember it, the quicker it, it fades away. And you're like, no, what? What was that? Oh, no. Uh, I would love to record that shit and just kind of be like, man, what the fuck? I mean, just to watch it back in HD, 4K even, you know, get the 4K yeah. upgrade. And just be like, what was Doug dreaming about last night? And go, boop. Man, that would be crazy awesome. I'd love that. Now, would it be, would you like, would it be a breach of privacy to have it, like, what, what if it uploaded to a server somewhere? Or what if it uploaded to, it automatically got posted to social media? So, like, I tell you what, a black, there's a Black Mirror episode. Yes. With the, where, not context, it's, I think it's an implant. Yes. And uh, they're recording, and that causes wild uh, issues for, for people who are like, well, play it back for me. Let me see what you saw, you know, yeah. and, and, and where did your eyes go and where did you drift to? Which I love that because in theory, you're like, wouldn't that be great if we were always recording everything all the time with our eyes? Yeah, yeah. We could get, always get everyone's experiences and perspectives like that, like the positives. Clear a ton of shit up. Yeah. Right. It's like, what exactly was said? It's like, well, we can go to the tape. We got it. This is what was, you know, Absolutely, what was yeah. said. And it'd be like pretty impressive, but it's used, you know, in a way where, you know, it can get very manic and very 
lost in your in, in the sauce of sorts of things. I would upload yep. that to our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. And for a premiere tier, you could check out Doug's Dreams. That's what I would do. Monetize that shit. Oh, man. It's just uh, the alliteration on it. That's right. Doug's Dreams. Man. Yeah. That's That'd when be- you know that I'm selling out, baby. Where I'm like, who? And all that people be like, dude, I don't want to pay to look at your dreams. Right. Like, why? What's, what's this have to do with mind gap? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Congrats. It's super practical with three of your previous jobs all meshed together in one thing. Nobody wants to watch this. Right. Oh, man, the majority of my dream, I was talking to HR about uh, my withholdings. Right. I was talking about this asshole who, you know, I didn't give him two weeks notice, so he withheld one week's pay from me, you know? Right. Oh, wait, that wasn't a dream. That was real. And that guy's a fucking asshole. Sean, if you're listening, you're a cunt. You can't do that. What you did was illegal. And I let it go because I didn't want to work with you anymore. I thought $500 was the price that I would pay so I don't have to deal with your bullshit anymore. You're a fucking bully and your company can eat all the dicks. I wish you all the worst. Anyway, Justin, I'm sorry you had to see me like that. It's okay. I respect it. Doug, everyone has a price and we found yours. Yeah. I was like, you fucking bully. I don't have any way of going and defending myself on this. You're just going to do it because you're mad because everyone quit because you fucking suck. That's why. That's why. And even though it you laid me off, you're like, maybe we could bring you back. It's like, eat my asshole. I'm going to spread it wide for you. You can just take a big old lick out of it because, no, man, you need me now, but you didn't need me two weeks ago. <laughs> Fuck you. So anyway. But tell me how you really feel, though. Yeah, that guy's a piece of shit. So oh, I only have okay. one person blocked on LinkedIn, the, the, the worst of all oh, websites, shit. and it's him. Because I was oh, like, wow. I don't want to have, I don't want to see anything about him typing hashtag Jim Tan Laundry or whatever nonsense bullshit. Because if there's hashtag anyone, GTL, if there's I anyone that's blowing it. themselves on LinkedIn, it's Sean, who's basically like, look at all the great business moves we're making, you know, because that guy just lives in a cloud of his own farts and he breathes it in like a fine wine. And that guy just goes and is like, oh, I'm amazing. <laughs> I'm like, listen, yeah, your business is good, but you're a dick. You're a dick. Fuck you. Damn. Yeah. Look, this is <clears throat> Patreon community is getting this for free right now. Yeah, Usually right? you have to have to, to see Doug's rants. You've got to pay out the premium tier. This is he's he's opening up the gates right now. Letting you letting you a little sneak peek in what uh, what it looks like when Doug goes off. Yeah, man. Fuck that guy. He, for whatever reason, he popped in my head earlier today. And I was like, man, fuck that guy. And was he just, in the dream also? He was not. But, I mean, assignment desk was there, and he's associated with that. So that's probably yep. how it came to be. So Sure. Yippee skippy. Well, I'll be. Goddamn, man. You know what that dream reminds me of? What's it remind you of? It reminds me of, like, when, you know, going down to the quantum realm. Yeah. And, like, having, like, an out-of-body experience, some otherworldly weird shit going on where, where worlds are cl- <laughs> they're colliding together. Walls are opening up and fucking people are flooding in from other giant ants, if you will. What am I talking about, Doug? I watched Quantumania. I did too. What? Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Who knew? It's on the first topic on our list. I don't know, man. I don't know who put that in there. But That's weird. Again, quantum. Quantum. You say that word and people are like, damn. You know, it's about as much as saying AI these days. Like, damn. (laughs) Damn. You know? Yeah. Um, Yeah, man, that. Spoiler alert. Let me just say that up front. Spoiler alert for this movie that and, I wouldn't recommend. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm super bummed out because uh 
you know, as much of Marvel fans as as we are and, and, and historically have been, this was just a giant turd in the punch bowl. Big old, big old spin. I, I really enjoyed the first Ant-Man. I liked the second one. And this one, this one was tough. <laughs> this one it was tough really, for many reasons. really was. I still don't know which of the Marvel movies do you rank as the worst? <laughs> I would say uh, oh, that's a tough one. Because uh, also most of, my, most of mine come from phase four. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't put a lot of phase one, two or three in the, in the bottom. It's tough because I also, there's bad and then there's forgettable, which for some reason to me are like kind of two different categories. They're both, they're not good, but yeah. there's like, Jesus, this is bad. And there's other more like, oh yeah. And then it's like, oh fuck, I forgot. That's a thing, you know? So like that's right. bad in its own way. I'll say to that end, then uh, Thor Dark World was mm-hmm. forgettable for me. Yeah. And I know you would disagree with that. You would say I would probably, I should probably go review visit it and, and give it another shot. And that's fair. Yeah. But like in the moment right now, it, that's, that's one that I would mark up, not going back and revisiting it yet. Yeah. That's what I would mark up as forgettable. I'd say probably one of the worst for me is the incredible Hulk um, with Ed Norton. See, and I keep, okay. There's a forgettable. I keep yeah. forgetting that one was part of the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. That one is not very good. Anything that I have to skip a lot through is not good. <laughs> Although it does have some cool yeah. sequences to it. Sure. Uh, there's, to me, nothing really that cool in Quantum Mania. Like, there's nothing. Like, I, I'm not dying to go back and rewatch that movie. At so all. forgettable or bad? Both. <clears throat> both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's both. I, I would put the Thor: Love and Thunder in. I think bad. Like, I I struggled with that movie quite a bit. Um, the movie is disappointing. I, Natalie wanted to rewatch it again recently. I was like, all right, yeah. let's do it. And I'm just like, God, I, I hate to I hate to say this, but I'm like, I would have done things differently, and I don't like putting on that hat anymore yeah. because you gave me some good feedback. I was like, well, you didn't make it. So tough shit, you know, but, but I based, but, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, I was just, I, yeah, yes. That's like what I said. I still stand behind and, and you know, what I say is valid, but yes. I do, I do. It, it doesn't, doesn't negate criticism of something either. Like uh, you absolutely can criticize. And I, I, for me, that one, it just, and it's a bummer because I love the the IP. I love Chris Hemsworth. I love everyone involved with it. I love Taika Waititi. I just, that movie became a caricature of itself. It didn't, it, it's almost like the movie didn't take it. Like everyone involved was like, let's just fuck around on this one. And there was nothing about taking itself even re- remotely seriously. There's two things i want to talk about one of them is i'm a huge fan of the comic that this was based on and the story okay. there so With i was love and thunder or quantum mania uh, of love and thunder because we jumped around so, yeah. yeah so speaking about love and thunder we'll get yeah. back to quantum mania but with yeah. love and thunder the uh the god butcher like storyline is phenomenal it's incredible sure. and i was like oh shit they're doing the god butcher how awesome and you know i'll give you a quick example of something i would have done differently with this as i think opening up i would have opened if you i don't know if you remember this and again spoilers for love and thunder but it opens up with christian bale's character gore uh in the desert starving to death dying of thirst with his daughter ultimately his daughter dies in the desert he comes across an oasis he finds the god that he prays to the god's a giant prick to him he finds this blade 
he ends up killing the god and deciding that he renounces everything about gods. He's going to kill all the gods. I think that's a really weak opening. It has some great emotional elements, but what I would have done is I would have opened with Gore slaughtering a civilization and slaughtering a god. And I would have sprinkled in flashbacks to what happened with his daughter because, number one, we established right away, this guy's fucking terrifying. You know, he's going to slaughter gods and he exists and we understand immediately, like, there's a huge problem here. This guy is murdering gods in a really fucked up way you know you could maybe yeah. see what's happening because um uh sif she's kind of like thrown away in this film like where she does get attacked maybe we watch her trying to defend the god on that ice world and she just gets her ass kicked by gore and maybe that's right. where we set the stakes right there i feel like that's more impressive than also interesting thing jared actually shared this in our discord there was a video breaking down just why this movie kind of felt off special effects wise I watched and, that. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Like you're it like, was. oh yeah, because it's things you don't realize until someone calls yeah. it out. And I'm like, oh shit, they were rewriting things, so the, the visual effects had to adjust for things. Which yeah. totally, I always, it's something like, because when Gore goes to the Oasis, there's just this dead body of this creature and this sword that's just there. Right. And they make a reference like, yeah, we just stopped this guy, and apparently there was an actual fight sequence that was filmed and supposed to yeah. take place. And I'm like. And there were like five other gods standing around that all got removed. Yeah. And the god that he's praying to, the only real image of him is just like the outline of his face. Everything else is like a visual effects mask, which I was like, he does look weird. You Mm -hmm. know, like, I don't know. There was just something that felt off about it. And so I'm I'm always someone who just appreciates a darker story anyway. So I don't mind. Like there, honestly, some of those elements I didn't mind. I didn't like. You know, going to the city of the gods. I don't know. The, in the comic, this was just obviously a huge deal that these gods were just getting picked off. Yes. And maybe this would have been something that maybe could have been a miniseries on Disney Plus that would have had, sure. had a bigger impact. It was a lot to kind of pull off in a, in a movie. There were some great elements, but overall, not a great, enjoyable film. And the, yeah. a lot of those same elements were there in Quantum Mania, where I'm like, I like Scott Lang. Mm-hmm. Um, I like uh, Hope. You know, uh, you know, Hank Pym, stuff like that. I, I've, I've, I've enjoyed a lot of the Ant Man stuff because it's unique. It's, it's fun visually. It's, it's pretty entertaining. But with this movie, man, talk about forgettable. Like I just, there was like no stakes for me at all with any of this. Yeah. You know, it just seemed like a real, well, it's strange way rush. to introduce Kang yeah. to the larger audience. Like if this is gonna be your big bad for the the for the four, five, and six phases, <clears throat> then you're gonna end, you know, your 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 um Jesus Christ, phase six Avengers level movie is gonna end with the big fight against, you know, the big bad is Kang. Yeah, like they you took and I know we've gone on this before, but you took 10 years to slowly and methodically introduce this person who's been pulling the strings behind the scenes and he's been engineering all of these things that finally start to kind of click into place and you can see this plan forming and then he's got people going out and do his bidding because he's you know doing other things and finally he gets so frustrated he's like fine I'll do it myself and you're just like oh shit and then then the real shit starts to untangle you know and you're like oh my god you're in it and then in this one it's just like I know we got introduced to him in Loki but that was that scene was while good, 
was was this i don't know it was the one scene at the end of the series you know or season one that just kind of got it felt like it was it just felt like it was trying to that scene in loki tried to it felt like it was trying to bite off a much bigger piece of exposition than it should have been handling in the moment i enjoyed that scene in loki i got lost in that scene it felt incredibly ominous and i liked the predicament that it put the loki's in it was kill me and get right. your justice or it's, it basically it was like deal with the devil, you know, or kill the yeah. devil and, and deal with the consequences. Right. And because both Loki's didn't like the control that was taking place. But the whole reason was that Kang had defeated all the other Kangs and he was keeping them in their own timelines. He's keeping them in their own realities. And right. by killing him, he was like, I'm happy to die because I fucking hate doing this. This sucks. I've been doing this for as longer than I can remember. I don't want to do it anymore. But if you kill me, other right. me's are going to come. You know, they're going to be yeah. coming here. And it, it, you know, it wasn't bad. I just think it was. It try, it dealt with a a mountain of setup and exposition where it was like they took that one scene and was like, "Cool, here's the plan for the rest of four, five, and six. And it was it done was, on a Disney Plus what? show. Right. Which is basically locked behind a subscription. So not necessarily. So they, it's almost like they had to do it again to a lesser degree in this to a wider right. audience. They had to reintroduce him and give more of his backstory and how this one landed here. And it was just <clears throat> so, yeah. So you're, you're rushing your big bad and setting it up in a way that again, like, like you said, there was no, I didn't feel worried at all. I didn't feel no. like there were any stakes and, Honestly, when Scott, when they were talking, as it opens up and it, it opens and closes with Scott doing a voiceover about his life, and it opens with how weird his life is, and then it closes with, actually, my life's not so bad. But wait, is everything weird now? Like it's it's questions whether or not reality is the same. And in those, it was again almost like it was trying to. I'm wondering now that I'm saying this out loud, I'm wondering if the the big problem with Marvel now is because there's so there's so much that they've handed us and so much that has gotten intertwined, there's no way to do a piece like this without doing gigantic exposition dumps. You have well, to I mean, how else are you going to introduce this character? Because that the, the problem is that they went with the Disney Plus route for some of this stuff. Yes. That's a huge problem because this is going to be the same thing with the Marvels. Kamala Khan has her own show on Disney Plus. Right. So you can't assume that everyone has seen that. Otherwise, that movie's weird. You know, and, right. and they were able to balance this very well with all of their other stuff in the Infinity Side because it's like you may not have seen this other movie, but you're still going to be able to enjoy this. Right. Whereas, I mean, Kang is very much, you know, he's a huge part of that final episode of Loki season one. And then it's like, you just can't assume everyone has seen that. So you have to be like, here's, yeah. a, but at the same time, if you have seen people like, I fucking know who this is already. It's like, yeah, but we gotta, you know, gotta bring everyone else up to, it's a really messy situation. They put themselves in yeah. where, I don't know. Again, I guess it, it seems like the greed got the best of them. Where they're mm -hmm. like, you know, we're going to drive people to this this subscription platform where they can see more content. and But also somehow that's furthering storylines and characters. And yeah. I don't know. I guess it's probably why they're pulling back and some of the stuff that they're they're creating. But I, I guess looking at it now is I would have looked at Disney Plus as a way to 
dive a little deeper into some characters we don't know that well, you know, get a little maybe exploratory stuff like the Hawkeye one I thought was great. You know, it wasn't great. It was forgettable. But the idea, the concept of like, what's Hawkeye up to now based on everything, you know, that was pure popcorn. Like you didn't have that. You didn't really have to worry too much about what was going on. And undoubtedly, some things are going to again, spoiler on that. Yeah, we potentially have a new Hawkeye. Like we're setting the way for the next generation of Hawkeye and we're reintroducing Daredevil back into, you know, so the Fisk character is there. So, yeah, yeah, like that. it, It had some, you know. It had some stakes in that, you know, it was setting some things up. But by and large, it really was like, all right, let's go check in on Hawkeye now. It was very like like, Falcon and Winter Soldier, right? For the next Captain America movie, Falcon is going to be Captain America. If you didn't see Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you could assume he just took on the mantle and he's good to go. Like it, it wouldn't have been that big of a leap. This was a great exploration of what happens right after and how does Falcon actually come up with a mantle of you know, of yeah. Captain America and what's Bucky doing with all this sort of stuff. Like it was a nice balance of all that sort of stuff where yes. you can watch the next iteration and not be confused. Whereas with this, and also I don't know much about Kang from the comics. I haven't done a whole mm-hmm. lot of research. I know he's incredibly impressive and in what he's able to do. I was not impressed with him in quantum mania. Like no. I didn't really understand. It's just like, I get the idea that he's a conqueror, and that guy's fucking smart. He's powerful because that's what he does. And most of the other realities, based on what we know, left unchecked, that guy conquers his reality. That's what he does. And we learn from exposition that he's destroyed Avengers many times over. He makes the reference to, he's like, which one is that the guy with the hammer? You know, like he's, he's absolutely yeah. annihilated them repeatedly, which sounds pretty terrifying. Sounds like a really powerful character. I mean, the idea that he was exiled, he's trapped in this place, and instead of languishing, he makes it his empire. That is all impressive information. But then you see him fight (laughs) Ant-Man, and he fucking loses. Right. Like, he's got all of his defenses, he's got his fucking robot things, that he, and it's like, you know, yeah, high-tech ants show up and fight, and... He's not prepared for that. And I don't know, man. Like, after everything he said he's done to get un... Just just to be beaten. Yeah. By hijack ants and, you know, poorly supplied rebels. Yeah. And fucking Ant-Man. Like, that was just really... I was like, this it, this makes this character seem a lot lesser, you know? Well, the, ant, the ants going through, they hit some sort of time dilation and they're... They're like, it was the biggest deus ex machina that you could have fucking, you know, shoehorned into this thing. Like they, they hit some time dilation and every minute was like a hundred years or whatever it was. They got, they built their own colony on the other side of town and they've got their things. And then they became a level two civilization, you know? Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So it's just, yeah, it was. And, and to that end, I feel like in, and this is something that you and I talked about. I feel like they, they fell into DC territory in that everyone was overpowered. Yeah. Everyone is becoming, if Ant-Man can take on Kang and Kang has laser beams that just evaporate people. They're just, you're, you're gone. And then he can do like a area of attack, you know, like he could just like, and, and zap anyone in that, you know, in proximity to him. 
how is anyone – I'm sorry. I don't buy the fact that he's losing to anyone. Like, he should. He could just zap Ant-Man. I don't care how tall he is, how big he gets. Well, I get it. Just, it. Like, it the like ants something. take away his zapping abilities, you know? They what? take his zapper. But I was like, man, what a shitty – Again, I'm just like overpowering everyone now. Ant Man is overpowered. I'm just like, hey man, hey man, like uh, if you've just annihilated Avengers, which I'm assuming are also fighting as a team, yeah, you can't handle a bunch of poorly trained, poorly supplied rebels and a Civilization Two ant, you know, colony. Like I, I just, granted, I know he's the exile. You know, yeah. he doesn't have, but I don't know, man. It just seems like there was a lot of, a lot of things and I just did not give a shit about anything. I, I was like, oh, for sure, Hank Pym is going to die in this, right? Like maybe. Yeah, like you want, you need, you almost needed, and that was uh, something that you and I were both looking for was as, as much as you don't want to lose one of your favorite characters or, or someone beloved, you gotta, you, there has to be stakes and everyone made it out just fine. You know, yeah. Scott made this sacrifice, but right at the end, you know, Janet comes back in and it's like, you're not today, not losing you. And then they, you know, they, he, he puts the red and blue discs into the, what the core. Yeah. And should in theory, he doesn't know how much time he has left. And then they're just fucking around, like kind of like lackadaisically making their way back over to the portal to go back through. I'm like this. This could have ended right away if he did this. Like, yeah. it, it probably should have. He should have slammed the thing in there and then ceased, very much like the Sopranos. Everything just cuts to black. And then we see the lab and they're like, I've lost the signal. I've lost the signal. Like, how fucking heart wrenching would that have been? No, it was a Chew- Chewbacca scenario from, you know, The Last Skywalker, where you're like, Big. oh my God, he sacrificed himself. Oh yeah. no, they just reopened the portal. They just just re- reopened the portal so he could yeah. just come back home. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, th- just it was just, and what a waste of Bill Murray. What an absolute waste of Bill Murray. He's in it for one scene, and that's it. That's just all he's him. in there for. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it was what a shame. And honestly, everything was visual effects. Everything was yeah. CG'd, and it just felt lifeless. And yes, it, it felt, lifeless is a good word to, for yeah. it. Just, well, and and yeah. from a filmmaking perspective, too, or a storytelling standpoint, <clears throat> the, the setting up – and this was the part that while I was watching and I actually paused it, like I was trying to figure out why does this bother me so much. I'm trying I, – I, I want to know why this piece bugs me. But when they set up that there was a civilization in the quantum realm, humanoid, uh, many of them humanoid in, in appearance, uh, and then some other creatures and you eat a – red goo and you can understand it's a translator goo i don't know but there is this whole civilization that exists in the quantum realm and okay i guess but then you don't set up any connections to any of these people and as they die you're expecting me to feel sorrow for them and i'm like i I don't know them i could not tell you one of their names any of them i could describe them to you there was barbarian girl Yep. There was telepath guy. There was yep. goo guy. Yep. And that's There's where cannon, oh, the, oh, cannon head. Yeah. Yep. Glass cannon it. head. Yeah. That's yeah. And that's absolutely it. There's there's nothing just, else. Yeah. It just it just I'm like man, you're doing a disservice to all these 
all these characters because I know nothing about them. And yeah. you're, want, you're, you're setting it up as if I should really care that they're gone now. Yeah. Or I should really be on board with like the plight of the, like we are oppressed and we are, I didn't feel any of that. And, no. and it's because you just introduced me to an entire society and then wiped out half of it. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't Congrats, know. What to do I guess, that. you know? Yeah. It's just, yeah, it was. It's a bummer. Is the the bottom line? This movie was a bummer. Yeah, and you know the post credit sequences were not that exciting, and yeah, it was just overall, I was I was really disappointed, and I'm like, oof. And uh, again, Modok, what what Holy a throwaway! Shit. What a Mo- throwaway! Having like I told you when I saw the memes when this came out, and I saw all the memes coming up, and I'm like, there's. There's no way that's what Modoc looks like. Someone, someone obviously photo had some fun with Photoshop and they fucked around with this. There's no way that's how he looked. And then he showed up, and his helmet came up, and that's how he looked. Holy fuck! I went, what are we? Are we making a student film here? What is this? This is horrible, horrible. It doesn't even look. <laughs> Uh it's it's seriously it looks you know what it looks like it looks like AI created it. Yeah. It looks like AI created that character. Yeah. It it was one of those things where I don't know a ton about Modoc but I got the idea that he was a much he was a bigger player in things. You know, uh-huh. I thought he was pretty smart. Um and this was just like a throwaway hunter mechanical creature with yeah the visuals were very unsettling with it just they were rough yeah it was just such an unfortunate way to bring back a character yeah from the first ant-man and it's bad when you have to do flashbacks to like hey remember right. remember this guy because no one else does so we're gonna make you remember that this happened you know and it was also think- supposed to be like oh yeah this is something that uh scott's daughter Cassie is terrified of because you know which make would make sense right that's what she remembers from being six yeah, and this yeah. thing happening in her room and it seemed like there's supposed to be some sort of like fear conquering moment you know of her seeing this thing and not being like but right. she was never ever really truly petrified of it she was always just like fuck this shit you know like right you're like oh you're unsettling yeah it was <laughs> that was the know. extent of it yeah you're yeah. Oh, I don't like how you look yeah it was just it was it was a, it was disappointing it was a very disappointing film and yeah. forgettable and I'm so glad we were going to go to the theater to see it because it came out around my birthday. Yeah. And uh, we were we were out of town at an Airbnb. I was like going to look up a theater for us to go to and see it. And I caught wind of the reviews. I was like, you know what? We're fine just staying home and hanging out. And I'm really glad I didn't go because yeah. I think I would have been like, Jesus, guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. Now, on the flip side, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse comes out this weekend. And I want to try and get. Jill doesn't seem interested in going, but I'm thinking Nat and I can go check it out, and I'm looking forward. That'd to that. be a fun dad daughter uh, movie night. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That 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 movie, dude. The first one was just so fucking groundbreaking. It was, it was, it was visually stunning. Storytelling was great. Voice acting was everything. It worked. It was emotional. It was funny. It was great, man. Got me pumped up. I remember when we. I just went and bought it. And like I remember, Nally was up, and I watched like the first half with her. I'm like, "Hey, you got to go to bed." And like she went up, I go, "Get out of here! I, I need, I want to keep watching this." I was like, "Go to bed, Good. go do your stuff." I'm, I'm, I want to see how this ends. Like I was so yeah. pumped. I was like, "This movie's fucking awesome." <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah. 
That's one that I would love. To, I would love to try to get to the theater and see that. Yes, one. I, I'd like I to see that. Definitely. I think I think Natalie will like that one. I'm still bummed I haven't seen Guardians yet. Jill may seem like maybe she doesn't want to see that, so maybe Nat and I can do a double feature or something. I don't know. Ooh, that could be interesting. Do you think Nat can handle that? Probably. Attention span wise, you think so? Probably. I probably cool. won't do it because it seems too much of a risk and too much time in the day. But uh, I think that'd be fun to go and do. It that. would be. Yeah. There's, you know, I'll, we'll say there's up here, there's a uh, 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 drive-in that I found. Nice. Uh, they have four screens and you pull in and yeah, the cars, if you look at it from an aerial shot, there's the center and there's lawns that spread out to all four, like a north, south, east, west. So you just park, you point your car at whatever screen you want. You tune your, your radio into a certain frequency, I think. And uh, they do double features and I've been, I've been keeping my eye and they've had a couple really fun double. I think one of them was... Uh, well, it couldn't have been Mario and Guardians, right? Because that hasn't come out yet. Or no, did yeah. those overlap? I mean, they do. I think one of them, yeah, one of them was something like that. And I was, I was bummed because it'll play for eight days and then oh, they'll, then wow. they'll switch out to a new set of movies. And I was bummed when I missed that. But I, I, I want to get to the theater and do a double feature, the drive in this summer and do a double feature. I've never actually been to a drive in. Oh, it's fucking great. I was there when I was younger. Uh, I think twice I went and I remember loving it. Absolutely loving it because we were in someone's big SUV. So we opened the back hatch and then laid blankets out and we just had food and drink and we just sat there. Just fingered we each other. To, we, yeah, just finger blasted ourselves. It was great. <laughs> just all that build up. Family, so we didn't, you don't touch family, but That's right. yourself. Yeah. Just got all that build up. You're just like... <laughs> And then you're just like, I'm going to come. And then you're quiet, you know? Yep. And then you were very, got, the car ride home was very awkward. Yeah. Just a lot of heavy yeah. breathing and just like, you know, you're, no still, just, you're still just like, seriously, does anyone have any napkins? Because I'm like, <laughs> still here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> still cool. No, but it was fun. It was a good time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would suggest going if if at some point you guys want to come up over the summer, uh, you know, you and I can finger blast each other. That's fine. You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. It's a mind gap first. <laughs> Who are we kidding? Yeah. It's not a first. No, yeah, it's a first on the show. Yeah, yeah. First live stream moment. You first know, live but, stream. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, not yeah. not the. Come on, who are you, who are you talking to? Who are you talking to here? I would uh, jokes aside, I would strongly recommend. I think Nat and you would get a kick out of uh, a drive-in. Just oh, she would love that. She would absolutely yeah. love that. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, speaking of summer stuff and summer fun, and I guess maybe some summer womp womps. Um, there was, uh, if you're not familiar, there is there. I, I should womp say womp womps are Star Wars character. Yeah, actually. right. Womp womps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the old womp womp. Um, there was a. Uh, like a, 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 an experience, I guess is what you call it. There, I mean, technically, it's it, it, yeah, it's an it's an immersive. It's a hotel. It's yeah, it's an immersive theme park experience, and it was the Star Wars Starship. Is is the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser? And apparently, from my understanding, it was a two night quote unquote cruise, where there was just a heavily in story Star Wars experience. You role played for two nights, basically. Yeah, for two basically, days. people were like actors were in full costumes. There's all sorts of stuff like that. Like, there's different parts you would play. You get, you know, attacked by the Empire. You know, I think you could be for the Empire. You could be for the Rebels, and it was like 
from my understanding, a pretty a pretty incredible experience altogether. Incredibly immersive, but it was also expensive as fuck. Like to the tune I, of like five five grand for two nights. A cabin for two guests started at forty eight hundred dollars. Yeah, a cabin for two guests, two people, forty eight hundred dollars, and that's for two nights. It's like yeah. Jesus Christ, that yeah. is just that's steep, man. Brutal. Um. So, but the whole point of this is that this is actually shutting down in late September. They're pulling the plug, and I think, and it, and it hasn't been open that long. No, I don't think it's even been open a full year. Yeah, um, it opened in March of 2022. Fuck. Yeah, I guess it has been open a year. Yeah. Okay. Just, just a year. Yeah. So, well, this- I, by the time it closes, sure, you'll have the people in the forums saying shit. But yes. Yeah, so I think I mean, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, I look, are you I've, bummed I've, you didn't get a chance to do this? Are you going to try and make it in before it closes, Justin? I uh, even if I had, who am I kidding? If I had the kind of, if I had five grand to just fucking blow to burn, if I was going to take five grand, set it in the middle of the room, and set it on fire, I would use it instead to make my way down here and do this ex- immersive experience. But I have heard uh, both both sides of it. I've heard that it it was kind of cool to to do it. And I have heard other people saying that this is absolutely not worth the five grand. This was, uh, you know, it, <laughs> cardboard with some things glued onto it, like some Oof. buttons glued onto it. Some people were like, this is just not the level of experience I should have for five grand. Now, those could just be boohoo poopy pants. They could be super nerds who are like, actually, you know, this was, uh, this wasn't R2D2 here. This was, you know, whatever the red one was, um, Jim, can, this, this, this was Jim. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know what they're, I don't, I don't know exactly, but I have heard both that alone. If, if enough people made a stink, I, I wouldn't waste five grand on it. Like that, that alone would make me second guess going. I think, first of all, I'm not a huge star Wars fan anymore. So this is immediately not so worth it. lost on you. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just, I think I can appreciate the idea and I think I can appreciate the risk that Disney was doing with this, but I'm also soured on it because in my recent experiences with Disney, it just seems like they're just trying to squeeze every dollar out of you. So because of that, this seems like a, a high end Disney recently has seen like this is only for people that are wealthy. Like yes. because it's it's not it's not an all access place for people of all budgets. Not really. Not anymore. So to have something that's even more exclusive like this, it just it left a bad taste in my mouth where I'm like, I don't know, man. Like I don't that's a lot of money for this. Um I did see some comments from folks that said as Star Wars fans, it was one of the coolest things they've ever they've ever done. Like they, they said it was so absolutely know. incredible. I'm trying to flip this like if this was like an infinity saga kind of thing with Marvel, like a Marvel experience, you know? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. It was, and it was something where you could go and kind of experience something from that. I mean, I still don't know, man. That price tag's so big, but I think I probably would have been more inclined to look into it. You know, if you're like, you get to stay on the Avengers campus, you know, and yeah. you go in, it's like, you you know, you get attacked by Ultron bots or some shit like that. I don't know. Yeah. Like, you know, that could be kind of fun, you know? Conceptually, I do like the idea. Like, I'm not, I'm not shitting on the, the fact that, that it existed at all. Like this, yeah. it, and, and from the pictures and from some, again, some of the reviews, 
it does look cool. And to have to fully immerse yourself for two days with staff members who are role playing and who are who know the source material and who are really trying to make you feel like that. I'm sure at some point you get, you know, boarded by Imperial Trooper. I'm sure that the, all this shit, you know, happens. I think you could open up your um, your window at night and you could see the hyperdrive, you know, yeah. stars going by and all that. Um, so it, that would be cool, but I, I just, it, well, let me ask you this. If you weren't going to do anything else in Disney, like if, if you were going to go to regular Disney for two nights and you were going to go to the parks, you, Natalie and Jill, if you're going to go to the parks, you were going to eat, you were going to do all the things that you normally do Would those two nights. Do you think those two nights would have equaled out to five grand if you were going to go do your typical Disney run? No. We could probably spend five grand if we stay there for several days, like okay. uh, like past visits. You know, of course you can include fucking flights and all that other shit into it. But yeah, I mean, we could easily spend five grand on like a five day, six night, you know, vacation. Okay. So sure. So to me, to be like, yeah, you get to do this for two nights. I'm like, you know, right. and it's like, do you leave? Do you want to leave? You know what I mean? Well, that's the thing. Like, do you, yeah, are you going and like this is what you're doing for yeah. two nights, and you're trapped on this cruiser? I, mean, I don't know if it's trapped, but I would feel like, well, it's a trap. We're, we're, we're right. We're spending all this money to be here. I kind of feel like we can't go to the parks, right? Because also that's extra. <laughs> that costs extra, right? Exactly. <laughs> well, and you would have to take a uh, you know a, a jettison vehicle. You'd have mm-hmm. to get into the little pod, and you'd have to go all the way back to your your you know, destination. It was, yeah, yeah. it's not good. No, you know, it's just not good. It's, um, it's a lot of fuel they're wasting. It's not helpful, man. It's not helpful. <laughs> it's not helpful to the environment. You know, Yeah. the way the climate was, is now, are you really going to add to it just because you want to go to fucking Hollywood studios? You know, I would say they need to reassess and, and, and work on the price because, and you and I've talked about this in general, but like you said, Disney is just Disney is it's hard for families to just go to Disney anymore. It's getting very for a long time. You were you were a proponent of. I know it's a little extra, but I'm willing to pay that because I'm guaranteed X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But it's starting to really get to the point where it's it's hard to make a family vacation with everything else going on in the world. It's hard to put that money up for most families. For I mean, yeah, because people make comparisons. They're like, dude, I could go to fucking Europe and experience right. culture for that amount of money. You know, that, that, that amount of money. Real real people's culture. Right? And Not space culture. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 really disappointing. That's how much it costs. And also just it, it, it reeks of elitism. I mean, they have like a special thing now where you can pay extra and you basically get to skip the lines. And I'm not talking about, you know, lightning lane or whatever. You can pay for like a concierge that will escort you around the park, zip you past everything. So it's just like if you're if you're fucking rich, man, you could just be like I'm not fucking waiting in line with these other animals, you know? You could just bypass. And I I've seen it, you know? It's mm-hmm. like white glove service, you know? They're following someone around and they're just taking them through everything and I'm just like, Jesus yeah. Christ, man. And they used to do that shit like on the down low where people would, you know, fucking pay their way in rich people would pay their way in to get different perks and stuff like this and like some backdoor deals and whatever and now it's just like oh yeah sorry peasants you don't have you don't have enough to pay for genie plus but wait in line with the other cattle you fucking moo moos you know 
<laughs> Here's a fucking turkey leg, you fat so enjoy it. You know, like just treating people, I don't know, it just it doesn't feel yeah. It doesn't feel the same. And this while I I definitely applaud the creativity, the imagination. It's a good swing. You know, I I and, and that's kind of how Disney is. This is like, "Hey man, we'll swing and miss." You know, they're totally fine with doing that because if I do give them credit, when they do create something, they fucking go all out. Like mm-hmm. th- some of the best things is waiting in line at a, at a Disney line because you're going to have to wait in line. They make it a really pleasant experience, except for the Ratatouille ride. That fucking experience sucks. But in general, when you're waiting, you can just see all the detail they put into just designing this so that you can, there's things to do, there's things to look at, there's things to listen to, there's things to engage with that also right. get you immersed in the world and the story of the ride you're about to go on. And I fucking love it. You go to Toy, Toy Story Land in Hollywood Studios, oh, holy shit. It, there's I, almost too much to take in. It's it's amazing. You feel like a toy, which again, I look at that as like, how creative is that? Because imagine your standards pitch meeting for stuff like this. It's like, all right, where are the rides going to be? Oh, uh, there's going to be a roller coaster here. We've got the fucking funnel cake guy over there. We've got the merch shop. We've got the guy. It's like, hey, I'll guess your weight or your age. Go fuck yourself for the prize. You know, there's not much to it. It's like, this is the place you're here to, you know, you're here to be amused. You're here to be entertained. But with right. Disney, they're like, all right, this is a brand new land where we're going to pretend we're going to make it seem like you've shrunk down to the size of a toy and everything around you is huge. Right. And you're going to see these giant you know, uh, building blocks and all these things from like your childhood and things like that. There's going to be Legos. There's going to be all these sorts of things. You're going to feel like you are a toy in this land. And that is super impressive to not only take that concept, but then to put it to paper, put it to blueprints and to build it and to actually make it feel that way. Because I've been in some places where you're like, you tried. God bless you. (laughs) You tried. Right. You put some pain in here. I'm happy for you. But this one, they're like, no, no, we're going to get the dimensions. We're going to yeah. figure this out. That's true wizardry to me to be able to be like, mm-hmm. you know, the whole Star Wars section of Hollywood Studios. It's fucking impressive, man. You yes. actually feel like, or as much as I rag on Avatar, the Avatar section of Animal Kingdom, it's fucking Absolutely. impressive, man. You got floating Absolutely. goddamn stones with waterfalls. I'm like, listen, man, this is an impressive design. You know? The entire Pangea, like the, the island, it is a massive fucking floating island. It is yeah. very impressive visually and uh, in, yeah, from an engineering perspective. I mean, it renders you speechless. You sit there and go, what the fuck? And I appreciate the commitment that a lot of the workers have to the bit because it's really easy to, to be like, boy, I feel stupid right now, you right. know, but there's also a sense of when you're in Disney, you kind of let a lot of your inabilities and your self-conscious stuff go because everyone kind of does that. So it's like this thing you all buy into. Right. So when people come up and they're doing, you know, silly stuff, you're not like, hey, fuck you. You know, you're not like, oh, this is dumb. No, you don't know. You'll get up and dance around with your kids. You'll do a hula hoop yeah. contest. You'll let people razz you and, and have you come up and be like, oh, my God, look, it's Dana Carvey. You know, as I walk by and they'll be like, Dana Carvey, come over here. Tell us what's it like, you know, you know, being the host of whose line is it anyway? You know, just doing improv bits or. Drew Carey? Yeah. Yeah. What? I don't think, you don't think, you don't, you don't think I look like Drew Carey. You said Dana Carvey. Whatever. That's you what I was I, like, you don't look a thing like Dana You Car- don't think I look like Dana Carvey? <laughs> no. What? I was very confused. For I got a the D and the C, right? Give me a fucking break. That's right, Doug Cochran. 
Swing and a miss on that one. Boy, my brain was going. I was like, I got this. I got this. And then I said a name that was not accurate. Anyway, point being that, you know, people will be, you know, very in tune, very involved with the world that they're in. And they play these parts very well as actors. And I think that's got to be really tough because there's nothing worse than trying to do a bit. And then people are like not into it and they're not buying into it. They're standoffish. You're like, great. Well, there goes all the fun. Yeah. And people like I can only imagine what it was like to be in this Star Wars thing and to be in character the whole time and be like, the Empire's coming, you know, and having to really lean into those things. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm sure seeing people react, you know, as they pull on their nostalgia to be like, oh, my God, I'm part of this universe. I mean, that had to be pretty special, but not special enough for five thousand dollars. Exactly. I would I would liken it to playing to a cold improv audience. Like, yes, there are times when, we, you know, you and I have both been up there where you're like, man they are not biting on anything we're giving them right now. And this is rough. This is very hard because you have to, there's, there's a sense where you like, look, you've got to meet me halfway. I will put my whole self out there to do this entertaining thing for you, but you've got to meet me halfway and kind of accept the circumstances that we're building here. You got to accept the, the, yeah. what I'm thinking for you. There's got to be a bit of a warm up. There's got to be a courting phase, you know, yeah. where it's, Little by little, bit by bit, you're kind of acclimating. And I feel like at Disney, it's, you know, driving to Disney, you go through those massive gates and the world literally changes. Yeah. DeSantis is going to try and stop that from being a thing. But, you know, you go through it, it's like everything is decorated differently. You know, everything is completely different when you go through there. And the second you get to your hotel, it's just like there's there's an energy. There's it, it almost forces you to accept that I'm in this new place. I'm in this new yeah. world. And, well, and everybody's in agreement. Yes. That's the thing. Like you've got hundreds, if not thousands of workers who are all in, a, all, all yes anding it. And yes. that helps too. And not only that, it's like be, on top of that, you have the guests that are bought in as well, which lends to this more group mind of we're in this magical, special place. We're all going to enjoy this stuff. And everyone just, to call it the happiest place on earth isn't too far off, man. Like people generally go there with the idea of we're here to have fun. We're here to be silly. And generally speaking, even as people suck, like I find myself being friendlier to people, being willing to talk to strangers more often and just be, you know, like, you know, just I think it puts people in a better mood and it, that's something pretty special. But if you keep yeah. fucking hiking up these prices, you know, you're still in the magic. Real talk, Disney. Come here. Come here. Come here. Stop fucking around. Yeah. Stop it. Quit or it. You're going to have to deal with us. I'm just saying. Quit it. I'm just saying. Quit, Quit it. it. All right. Quidditch. That's all Quidditch. I'm saying. Quidditch. 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 Think about it. Steal it. Take it. Run with it. Harry Potter in your parks. Go. <laughs> Fucking run with it. You got the questions. We got the answers. All you do is ask. Uh huh. Practical. 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 It's that time again. Time to break Practical Doug out from his shackles. Let him run free. Practical Doug is the tiny Doug that lives inside a big Doug. If you've never been here before, this is a segment we do where Practical Doug will give you practical answers to the questions that are burning that there are no shots for. You can ask Practical Doug a question by joining us live on Tuesdays, 7 o'clock Central. Uh, You can... Join our Discord. There's an actual channel dedicated to Ask Practical Doug questions. Or on any social media, 
if you're lucky, we'll we'll check it. We still get notifications. Yeah. On any social media at MindGap Podcast and hashtag Ask Practical Doug. We've been having a good time with the Am I the Assholes the last few weeks. So we're going to keep the uh, good time rolling on Reddit, the subreddit, Am I the Asshole? This one, Doug, asks, am I the asshole for giving my family gift cards when they sold their gifts last year? Now, context. I, female, 22, used to like going Christmas shopping for gifts for my family and would take my time to choose out gifts I thought they would like. For context, I live in a big family consisting of four other siblings, my parents and my uncle. I also have a little niece and a nephew who I rarely get to see due to family issues. When it came time to start Christmas shopping, I usually spend around $50 to $100 on each person. I took my time over the coming weeks to choose the gifts I thought everyone would love and wrap them. On Christmas Day, the whole family was there, including my little niece and nephew, and everyone started opening their gift. I couldn't wait to see the looks on everyone's face when they opened their gift for me. I was most excited about my parents' one, which was a very meaningful photo with a heartfelt quote about family. When the gifts for me were finally opened, my family just stared at them blankly, thanked me, and put them aside, except my parents' one, which just been left unopened on the table. When given to them to open, they didn't even bother to read it and put it in one of the uh, shelves behind everything. This really hurt my feelings, uh, but I pretended everything was fine because it was Christmas. Well, a week later, we had a garage and we had a garage a sale, I'm guessing, and no surprise, the gifts got I got my family were on sale. I was so annoyed they did that. Well, come next year, Christmas, uh, everyone opened their gift, and they only found a gift card except my little niece and nephew. My family looks confused and asked me why I stopped buying proper gifts, and when I told them why they, uh, why, they got angry and told me I was being cheap and selfish, and the rest of Christmas, barely they barely talked to me. So I, am I the asshole for giving my family gift cards instead of proper gifts. Wow. The lack of punctuation, the misspellings, uh, and the fact that I'm guessing English might not be the first language. That was, that was a trip to try to get through that one. So Doug, is this individual the asshole? Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, so, and for the record, this is from, uh, detox Fox pox on Reddit. Um, I, I, this, this one's a pretty cut dry one for me. Um, First of all, I don't know why it became rude to give people cash back in the day. It used to be considered like you don't give people cash. That's rude. You know, you're not being thoughtful, you know, giving people what they want. But nowadays, I find that is one of the best things to give people because um, I personally, for people like, God, God, I mean, how many persons, people they say they had, she has four other siblings, parents, so that's six, uncle, seven, and a niece and a nephew. So that's nine people she would buy gifts for. She's spending 50 to 100. Let's go on the high side there. Yeah, that's nope. $900 that she's spending on, on her family and trying to find that right gift. And listen, there's it's absolutely admirable to go and try to find the right gift for people. That's ideal. I don't want to <clears throat> give people something half-ass. You know, I want to try and get them something really special, really unique, um, not necessarily expensive, just meaningful. You know, I think that's that's the stuff that matters to me nowadays. And to spend the time and the money to go and do that and then to have it not appreciated and then also to get sold a week later. That's the weird part. To yeah, me. that's fucked that's up. That's the weirdest part. Um, because here's the thing. Let's assume 
Detox Fox Pox got it completely wrong that they failed on the gift, right? Mm -hmm. Just miserably, just swinging a miss. Didn't get it. I would look back on that and be like, I didn't do a good job. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to simplify this. I'm going to know their favorite places to shop and I'm going to get them gift cards. So this way I can't go wrong. I'm going to give them something. It's going to be meaningful. It's going to have a dollar amount attached to it. And then they can go buy whatever they want. And I won't have to go through this again because also consider the fact that someone gave me a gift that I really didn't want. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a use for And I was like, great. Now I have to fucking get rid of this thing. You know, like that's an extra, extra thing. I just gave someone else to do. I'd be like, let me take that out. Here's a gift card. Right. Go wild. Find something you like. It's on me. Enjoy yourself. You don't have to go through the research. You don't have to try and like secretly find out what it is and whether or not they have it. And then you have to have a fucking gift receipt just in case they have to take it back. It's like, fuck all that shit. Here's a gift card. Enjoy your yeah. holidays. I love you. You know, happy, happy, whatever. You know, like yeah. that's, that's the way Absolutely. to do it. Yeah, so I absolutely not the asshole in my opinion. Yeah, I I fully agree. I I I have given gift cards quite often over the years, and I have received gift cards quite often. Never once have I been mad, and never once have I heard someone go, "Um, I'm offended by this." Also, I would say they're saying that she's cheap. Uh, confused. Uh. When I told them why they got angry, told me I was being a cheap and selfish. And I'm like, if you're if you're buying them a gift card equivalent to the monetarily equivalent to the the amount that you spend on their gift, fifty to a hundred dollar gift card, how is that being cheap? How's that being you, selfish? How's that being selfish? Like that the argument does not make any sense to me. It does no. not hold water. So yeah, I agree, not the asshole. Now there's a caveat here. Now, caveat detox. is, what if Detox Pox Pox is actually Chris Cochran? And Ooh. if Chris Cochran, if this is Chris Cochran's perspective, you know, buying someone, quote unquote, meaningful gifts, meaning that, you know, maybe it was a gift that she thought was funny or amusing and they didn't laugh at it. And therefore, that warrants canceling Christmas, you know, because the joke wasn't funny and they didn't laugh. You didn't get the adulation and the gratitude that you thought you were owed and therefore yeah. actually this person isn't chris cocker because they would they would just cancel christmas so right they wouldn't have the written case. this yeah no they wouldn't have had the note they don't know what reddit is and they sure as hell wouldn't have written this although based on the last email i got it reads about like an email i would have gotten from them um <laughs> But they also wouldn't come back next year and give money and give gift cards. They would just be right. canceled. So, you know. Absolutely, yeah. So, honestly, I'll retract that. This isn't Chris Cochran. I just had to check. You know, we should have a new segment called, Is This Chris Cochran? Is and this Chris Cochran? The answer is, no, it's not Chris Cochran. So. Does this does this Chris Cochran? This does yeah. not Chris Cochran. Does this sound yeah. like Chris Cochran? We should, let's dive deeper. Let's take a look. Yeah. The answer, no. Not this time. There you go. Yeah. Not the asshole. Not Chris Cochran. Do, 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 do. That was fun. That was a good. One. Yeah. All right, Justin, what do you have to recommend this week? Uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna recommend. Um, I'm gonna watch. <laughs> I'm gonna watch this show that I think you should watch too. Um, I have only, admittedly, only watched the first episode, but I enjoyed it enough to tell people watch the first episode and see what you think. 
I thought the first episode, I'm going to dive back in. I had to finish The Sopranos. It was weighing on me. So I put this on hold and I was like, cool. I blitzkrieged. I finished it. Great. Love it. Understand why people liked it. Now, The White House Plumbers. It's on HBO and it basically is the story. I'm sorry. It's on what? Sorry, it's on Max. I there apologize. You go. I apologize. Right. We're gonna get sued. Thank you for keeping me honest on that. Yeah, <laughs> it's on Max to the extreme radical, bro. Uh, <laughs> it's called the White House Plumbers. Justin Thoreau and uh, Woody Harrelson. They play uh, the two guys responsible for uh, stealing the um, Whitewater tapes for Nixon, and um, they are. I don't know if the real people were this dumb in life, but they are, they play them. This, this may as well have been like a vaudevillian uh, Marx brothers uh, pairing in the seventies that I, if these people actually worked for our government, then we are in worse shape than I thought we were because uh, it's, it's, inter- it's definitely entertaining. There's some in, there's some spy intrigue and there's a lot of humor to it. So episode one, I enjoyed, I'm curious to see, um, it, it's not like there's going to be spoilers. Like we know how everything we know where this story goes. I'm curious to see how we get there and what else unfolds during the journey. So the white house plumbers on max. And uh, I don't think it's all the episodes are out. I think they're releasing this uh, weekly and I think we're in it right now, but gotcha. check it out. Cool. What do you got, Dougie? Uh, after falling in love with the History Doesn't Suck podcast, I was like, you know what? There's a miniseries out on Max that I haven't watched before, and that's John Adams. And I was like, it's uh, sp- starring Paul Giamatti. Uh, it's also it's, it has Stannis Baratheon as Thomas Jefferson. Okay. Justin Theroux plays a small part as John Hancock. Um, and there's some other great actors in it as well. Um, but it's the story of John Adams. It's seven episodes, so it kind of spans like you know, pre-1776 all the way up to like 18, I don't know, 25 or something like that. And uh-huh. uh, strangely, as like all the stuff that happened, I'm like, oh shit, they talk about this on History Doesn't Suck. So this seems like it's pretty historically accurate as yeah. to like with the Boston Massacre, um, John Adams actually defended the British officers that shot and killed people. Um, really? But, and he got them acquitted. Uh, based on because he was a lawyer and he actually got them acquitted, much to the the anger of the Bostonian. Because back then they were still like, ah, this fucking asshole right here is fucking. He's, he's here with the British. He fucking loves the monarchy. Fuck this guy. Like weird. They had those accents even back then. He's um, odd. Uh, but it was interesting just to see because what history doesn't suck podcast. Um, Greg Jackson talks about. It, he goes, you know, there's this mythology that the founding fathers all got along and agreed. Mm-hmm. And he's like, they really didn't. They really didn't get along. And this show, it, it showcases that. How you think about founding a nation, <laughs> taking it from colonies to a nation, and what that means, yeah. trying to make sure you're not a monarchy, but then also trying to make sure that you're secure and recognized on the world stage. And what does that mean for alliances? And as, you know, obviously they all allied with the French because the French were like, fuck the British. But then all of a sudden the British monarchy falls with the revolution and Napoleon comes over and they're like, wait, should we make a treaty with the British or the French? Like who should we go? And, it, and there's people on all sides and you start to see how like parties are forming yeah. and how some people are like really embracing the revolutionist roots. And some people are still leaning towards the, you know, imperial sides of things and how people like 
strongly disagreed with each other. Not everyone was like, fuck it, let's go independent. Some people are like, this is a terrible idea. We should not be independent. Like, who's going to protect us? Like, we're in trouble. And encapsulated that really well. And I thought it was very interesting. It seemed like it was pretty historically accurate to how things were going and whatnot. It was it was fascinating. So it's again, it's a seven part miniseries. You know, Love it's it. it's definitely worth checking out. I, I enjoyed it. That's John Adams on Max. Um, yeah. I also like it because a lot of them have British accents. Because unlike the Patriot, the not historically accurate film where everyone who's in America has American accents. Right. You know, versus like, oh, how do you how are we gonna know the difference between the British bad guys and the American heroes? Well, we'll just give them regular American accents. Right. Like the British guys, bad guys with British accents. It's like, no, they're British colonists, man. Like, fuck. Anyway. Uh so thanks so much for tuning in. We appreciate y'all. Y'all are great people. Uh be sure to check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash mindgap podcasts. Um, you'll find all of our stuff there, full episodes, short segments, all that good shit. Hit the like and subscribe button. Uh, it helps us a lot on our path to, you know, just everything. Share us around would be great. If you see a clip that you like, share it with your friends. Drop a comment. Help the algorithm. Feed that beast. That'd be great. Follow us on all social media at MindGap Podcast. Check out our merch at redbubble.com. Uh, hit up the patreon.com slash mindcappodcast uh, to support us. And then be sure to check out Justin online as well. On Instagram, you can follow me at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, any platform where you can find and consume podcasts, you can find and consume us. We'd love it if you would go ahead and subscribe and share, rate, review, all those things. Big one is sharing. Let people know we exist. It's the only way we grow. And then 2East8th.com, 2East8th on all social media, loveandimprovfilm.com, and loveandimprovfilm on Instagram. Booyakisha. Uh, so again, no stream next week for episode 400, but episode 400 will be coming out on its regular release schedule Friday on YouTube, the following Monday for audio platforms. So be sure to tune to that. We're going to have a good time with some special guests, some of which I know, some of which Justin doesn't know. So fun for everyone. So until then, I want to say, Justin, thank you. Douglas, thank you. Chat, thank you. Listeners, thank you. You all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.